You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Ever been up in the middle of the night going, yes, that's a great idea, and then had visions of all the things you need to do to bring that idea to life swimming through your head till all hours of the morning? Or do you get distracted by shiny lights of new and fresh things or just have trouble putting all of those content ideas out of your head and into some sort of semblance of a content plan for your marketing? You are not alone, my friend. I am a fellow too many ideas girl right here. And I can often be fueled by coffee from sleepless nights of idea-filled dreams and then spend hours on a task that is purely a whim. So how do you get it all together and create a system to know what ideas to run with, which ones to not, and how to sort it all out so that you are doing what you need to do in your business that's actually going to make you money? Let me introduce you to Michelle. She is the stationary-obsessed founder of Laptops and Lattes and a mum of two living by the beach in the seaside town of Mandura. You'll often find Michelle with a hot chockey in hand and she works with women in business who run service-based businesses from home, mentoring them through the common challenges of running a business in a modern-day world. With a focus on helping them manage their ideas, goals and planning while nurturing meaningful connections along the way. Michelle has a thriving Facebook community called Laptops and Lattes and is a, has also got a super cool membership. And you know how much I love a membership, guys. Plus, she also has a podcast. Michelle is also about one of the nicest people on the internet that I know. She always has a smile on her dial and a spring to her step. She is literally like springtime. <laughs> She's just a delight. And that is who is going to be sharing with you her methods and ways to deal with having too many ideas on today's episode. But before we get stuck into that, I want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by my social media and digital membership, The Social Collective, which is the coolest online hangout around. If you are a big hearted brand that wants to stand out online, grow your presence using social media, have a standout personal brand and a sexy signature sales system that gets results while still being yourself in the process, then this is for you, my friend. We have a plug and play learning system of existing lessons and training, plus an ongoing delivery of new lessons, masterclasses, and live video support all the time. Week in, week out, month in, month out. And if you're someone that needs all the guesswork taken out of it for you, then we've got templates, planners, cheat sheets, image templates, content calendars, and... I'll be getting a whole bunch of guest experts in too. With a Facebook community that's always there to cheer you on for less than $2 a day, you will not get this value anywhere else. You can find all the details of the membership and the links to connect with Michelle over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 40. 40 spelt with letters, not numbers, guys, as always. 
Can't wait to share this episode with you. It really was a joy to have Michelle on. Have fun, guys. All right, Michelle, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm really happy to have you on here to talk about definitely a topic that I know I really struggle with and that's having too many ideas and what to do with all of those ideas. I know that there's actually a lot of people out there that um, struggle to have, like, struggle to come up with ideas. So, um, you know, this is definitely on, on that other end of the spectrum, but there's a lot of creatives out there and I think it's quite common with the creative type of people is, we've, you know, we've got so many ideas going on in our head and what do we do with them? So I'm really excited to have you on here to share kind of your process of, what, of how you deal with this and, and help other people deal with it. So before we get into talking about that, I'd like you to share a little bit more about yourself um, and laptops and lattes and your community. Thank you so much, Stacey. Let me just first say how awesome it is to be on your podcast. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, okay, so yeah, laptops and lattes, that's my baby. And I i started that as a community for other women who run service-based businesses from home because I just wanted to be around my people. <laughs> <laughs> and what grew from there was just the love of my life in the business world because I I have been a graphic designer um, on and off the last 15 years and if you had a said that's to why me, your graphics in that group look so good <laughs> I hope so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes the you, you know when I started this what happened was it just completely swept me off my feet and if you had a said to me two years ago this is what I'd be doing I'd be like what yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it kind of found you really? Yes, it did. And honestly, I think that's where the most beautiful businesses come about. But you know, one of the motivators that made me start this, one of the reasons I started it was because in my last job, we used to get together in the boardroom and we'd have team meetings where we'd bring, you know, our cuppers, we'd bring our chockies and bickies and we'd just gas bag about the next project. It was a community development one. And I really miss those meetings. I mean, I adore working from home. I really do. Yeah. But I do miss those team meetings. So I thought, how can I bring that together? So I thought I'll create a community of other home-based business owners and we can get together virtually, it doesn't matter where we are in Australia, we can get together virtually and we can just chat about our own next projects. Yeah. And you call yourself the ideas nerd. Yes, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that. And I think, you know, in in the the day and age that we live in at the moment where, you know, so many people, business owners are working from home um, and, you know, particularly with COVID as well, people having to go online, online communities have just been so instrumental in staying connected um, to, to other people and other business owners. And I know like I've got my own online community, I've got paid ones and free ones. And, um, you know, it's it takes a lot to run a online community. Like there's a lot of commitment to do that. So I totally appreciate that. But um, they're they're really important. Yep, I totally know how much work it takes to manage a good network and I love your group. So, you know, you're doing a really good job as well. But, yeah, it, they, I think they are so important, just building all those beautiful relationships with other people, really, really important. 
Yeah, for sure. So let's get into talking about the, the process of how to deal with too many ideas. Um, I know it's definitely a problem that I have and um, I, <laughs> I get caught up in shiny object syndrome all the time. I'll be doing something I'm meant to be doing, like, I don't know, writing a lesson for my membership or something, and then I'll go, ooh, that's a really cool idea for a new <laughs> lead magnet. I'm going to start designing an ebook right now in the middle of like <laughs> what I'm meant to be doing. And, or like I get the, my ideas at the most random times, like two o'clock in the morning when I get up to go to the toilet and get a drink of water. And then I'll have this really amazing idea and then I'll be awake for two hours thinking about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, yep. it, like it happens. So I guess like, do you think there's a, such a thing as too many ideas? Not even a little bit. <laughs> Remember, you're talking to the ideas nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, do you, do you would you like to know why you get ideas at two a.m. in the morning? Uh, I've always just thought it was because my brain never switches off. <laughs> There's actually something super scientific behind it. Is now, there? Oh, I would I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Don't rely on me to bring out all the scientific terminology, but <laughs> So our creativity or our idea generation is linked to um, stress and dopamine levels. So when you're sort of, you know, busy doing your work or if you're in a high stress sort of a, a situation, it doesn't even have to be high stress, but your creativity is suppressed. And when you do something that is relaxing or that's distracting, it stops suppressing your creativity. So the moment you go and have a shower or you lie down in bed or you go for a walk, out come the ideas because your creativity has been released. So that's why that happens. But, yeah, I get the 2 a.m. ideas too. Oh God, that's so interesting because the other, the other times I always get really good ideas is when I'm going for my morning walk um, and I'll have to turn off my podcast to think about it because the yes. podcast distracts me. And then the other time in summertime I swim laps and um, I'll be like mid-lap because it's, there's no noise in the pool. It's quiet. Yep. And I, all I have is my own thoughts to, to deal with and I'll be mid-lap and I'll be like, oh, my God, great <laughs> idea. So we should get you one of those waterproof notepads just to, you know, oh. hop down your pants or something, pull it out when you've got an idea. <laughs> oh, you know what? I love that half an hour in the pool when it's warm enough to go swimming because it's half an hour without technology and without people speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my quiet time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, so ideas, obviously, you know, it's, it's great to have ideas. It's great for business growth. It's great for creativity. It's great for idea generation, content generation. There's so many benefits to having lots of ideas, but when you don't like when they come in a flurry or you have too many and you don't really know how to structure them out, what are some of the impacts that you see on someone's business or rhythm for, for not having a structure around it? So the first thing I like to encourage is to avoid thinking you have too many ideas yeah. and rather think you just have lots of possibilities because that. that's, that's all ideas are. They're just possibilities. You don't have to implement every single idea that you've got. You just understand these are possibilities and the beauty of it is that the more possibilities you think of, the more you create for yourself. And if you sort of think of everything that you have ever achieved in your business, small or big, even your business itself, once started as 
an idea or a possibility. So when you think of it that way, that all of your future ideas could result in the most amazing thing you've ever done in your business, then we can start to sort of value them as an asset rather than as a burden when we sometimes think that our ideas are like a creative curse. Yeah. So that's the first step, just changing your thought process around all those ideas that plague you in the shower and in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, the second step is to not stop at having the ideas. You need to organise and prioritise them. That is a really, really important step, which is where um, people tend to get stuck. So it's not, it's not having too many ideas of the problem, it's not managing them that causes the threat. So when we have all these ideas, like you said, we get shiny object syndrome and we just stop and, you know, (laughs) take that one on immediately. The problem doesn't come from having too many ideas. The problem comes from trying to implement all of them at the same time. So what I like to um, let people know is that when you have the ideas, just remember you've got to prioritise and organise them as well. That's an important step in the process because if you don't prioritise them, you'll just try and tackle too many and you'll just overwhelm yourself. When we were employed, um, our boss was the one to do that. So we'd go to them with our good ideas and they'd be the ones having to make the decision on, you know, which ones were the priorities or not. But now we're the boss and so we have to do that. <laughs> but we don't have yeah. a filter like yeah. they did. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I like that it's they're not, they're not too many ideas, they're all possibilities. And the thing is you don't have to do all of them. That's right. And, like, I... I I call it like my brain dump. Like I just brain dump it all out. I just write it down somewhere. And sometimes those ideas that I've come up with, I, I gift them to clients. And I go, you know, you should do this thing. It was This is the best idea. I come up with it the other day. That <laughs> and is I, awesome. And I go, and they're like, oh, but are you sure? Like that's your idea. And I'm like, I'm never going to do it. I just wrote it down because it was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. And then I see people go and do, I see my clients going and doing these cool things and I feel so proud that my little idea, like something happened with it because I know there was no way I was ever going to be able to do it. I don't have the time or it didn't fit my business model or something like that. So that's yeah, another way to reframe it too is you can gift them on. That is amazing. I love that thought. And, you know, there's a possibility they would have never come up with the idea had you not gifted it to them or, you know, inspired them. So there you go. That amazing idea that you had or that possibility is now giving so much benefit to this other business. That's that's a beautiful possibility that could take you anywhere. So I love that. I really love that. I'm taking that idea. It's it's yours to steal. Yours to steal. (laughs) Um, But I know that you do have a simple strategy that you've spoken about before. It's on one of your own podcast episodes um, of how to deal with that overload of creativity. So I'd love you to kind of go through that with everyone and we can have a general chat about that. Sure. So... That process is about taking your idea and turning it into an accomplishment or an achievement or turning it into something tangible that we can celebrate. (laughs) And understanding that process is what helps you get from having this idea 
and it stops you from being stuck right there because I find that a lot of people, they have a lot of ideas but they don't know which ones to to action or they have really good ideas but they have no idea where to start. So this process of, I, I call it the process of idea to achievement because this process and it's it's very very simple but if you understand what your next step is and where you are in the process you know what you need to do next and the five steps in this process are the idea the decision the goal the plan and then taking action and it's nice and simple isn't it it's really very simple but if you think about it, and I can give you a couple of examples here as well, um, how this sort of plays out. But if you think about everything that you've ever done, follows this process. And you're probably thinking, um, no, I don't set goals for everything, but you actually do. You actually do. You just do it in your mind. Yeah. So let's look at, okay, let's look at deciding to go shopping. Okay, so we've had the idea because we went into the kitchen and we're like, oh, my pantry's a bit empty. So that inspired the idea. The next stage is decision. So you actually make the decision then and there whether you're going to do shopping at all and you say yes and then you decide whether you're going to go now or are you going to go to later or you're going to go tomorrow. So you have this decision-making process. The next stage is a goal. Are you thinking that, no, I don't create a goal to go shopping? (laughs) (laughs) But creating a goal is understanding what your desired outcome is from your idea. And your desire is you want a pantry full of food. You want to restock your kitchen. And that is, that is essentially your desired outcome. So that's your goal. And you created that in your mind. And then what, a, what is a goal without a plan? It's just a wish. We've all heard that quote. But the next step is creating a plan for ourselves. And now obviously we're not going to write a step-by-step Uh, plan of how we're going to go shopping but we formulate that plan in our mind because we're like okay well I need to understand um, what I need to buy so I create a list for myself I'm going to need to take my bags I'm going to need to be appropriately dressed I've got to put my shoes on I've got to (laughs) grab my keys you know so that's the plan that we formulate in our head and then when we take action we go through all of those steps to achieve our goal and that puts our idea of going shopping into an accomplishment where we've filled our cupboards okay so when we look at something simple like that you can understand that process that we go through and then now if you imagine a bigger project say if you wanted to start email marketing or set up your social media platforms um, you would still go through that process you know whether you write it all down or not so when you have your ideas What's your next step? You're going to make the decision. So this is where prioritising all those ideas in your head becomes so important because a lot of people miss that step um, or they don't spend enough time making those decisions. Just like when you mentioned what was it you wanted to create, you had a shiny new object, you had an idea for a lead magnet or something. Oh, yeah, this happens to me all the time. Like I could be... (laughs) You know, it'll be doing something like I'll be writing out a lesson for my membership, which like I'm great with coming up with the ideas for the lessons, but then having to write them out, that's a that's an admin task that it's just like, oh, just typing, 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 typing. And then while I'm typing, my mind will wander off and I'll think of something <laughs> else. <laughs> mm. 
So when we sort of get distracted like that and want to do something different, especially if we're doing menial tasks that we'd rather be doing something else, um, that's when we've got to assess our, you know, we've got to spend more time in that decision-making stage and we've got to think about, you know, do I have the capacity to do this? How much progress will that help me make? Um, I love sharing a matrix that I prefer to use, which is the progress versus capacity matrix, which often when people are trying to implement big ideas or big projects, they'll often not have the capacity to take it on, whether, you know, their capacity might mean that they don't have the time to do it or they don't have the skill or the funding, you know, to to be able to take on this project. And often it's time that's the issue. So if we try and tackle three or four big projects, you know, for that month, we've not assessed the fact that we have the capacity to do it. But also if we spend more time on things that aren't going to make us progress in our business, then we're going to be constantly busy and constantly working but not getting anywhere. So if we assess it versus the and prioritise the ones that we have the capacity to do and that will make a lot of progress, if we can just sit and make that decision, it does help us to sort through our ideas and just tackle the, the ones that are better for us yeah yeah for sure and you know I think it sometimes too I think the ideas present in terms of it might be a good idea but like you said is it actually something that's going to move your business forward or is it really sitting in your zone of genius is it an idea that really you should be doing and an idea that you should be playing with or is it just a good idea yeah you've nailed that on the head because Um, as I said, we don't have a boss there who can tell us that, no, we can't take this idea on right now. Yeah. We've got to be the ones to make that decision. And this is the kind of time where we have to put our big girl pants on and make some tough decisions and accept the fact that we simply cannot pursue every idea that we have. We're going to have to let some go. Yeah. So in understanding that, um, it does make it a little bit easier, you know, for you to to understand, you know, which ones yep. are going to help you. And, yeah, keeping your eye on the prize too. You know, yep. what's your end result? And that's yep. where goals goals come in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I, and I think sometimes too in that decision process is, like you said, do you have the capacity? So not just a time either. I think a lot of the time when we look at capacity we think about time, but do you have the skills right now to do it? And if you, if you don't have the skills to execute it well, should it just maybe sit on the list a little bit longer or, you know, like, you know, you don't have to do it right now. Not everything has to happen right now. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, if you, if you've decided on the fact that yes, it's going to make you a lot of progress, but you don't have the capacity, do you need to create a plan to increase your capacity? Like if it's the fact that you don't have the skill to do it, does that mean you can outsource it to somebody who is highly skilled in that area and could smash it out 10 times quicker than you can? Yeah. Or if you don't have the funds for it, do you need to create a plan for yourself or a target to achieve those funds before you actually take this project on? So sometimes your ideas, some ideas just go straight in the bin or you gift them to someone else. Love that. I Um, I still write them all down because I figure someone might use it one day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and just on that note as well, 
sometimes your first idea is a fizzer, but the idea that the ideas that are inspired from that one idea could be the gold nugget. Yeah. So I love, yes, I love when people write their ideas down. And I think it's so important because when, you know, even if you're brainstorming something or if you've just had a quick idea, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, if you delve and build on that idea, then gosh, yeah. imagine what you could come up with. And I think you've got to let your ideas percolate sometimes. I call it percolate. Yes. I, I, that's, I, I'm like, which would suit you because you'd let coffee. <laughs> yeah, so that's thinking. like kind of so branded for you. <laughs> but I always say like, oh, that's a good idea. And I write it down. I go, just let that percolate for a little bit. And it could be weeks before I'll come back to it and I'll pull it out of percolation and I'll sit yeah. there and I'll kind of go, okay, so what does this really look like? Is it really feasible? Like, you know, and then, you know, you have a bit more of a think and then you go, mm, okay, and then you might write, a f- I might write a few more things down, like, you know, I'm going to launch a new mastermind. So I've been doing this on and off for a little while, like, okay, how, you know, how long would it be? What sort of investment in my time would that take? And then write a few other things down and then I go, then I get to, you know, what should I price it? And I go, mm, not sure yet, put it back. Yeah. <laughs> have oh, a bit more awesome. of a think. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then sometimes in that time of sometimes, sometimes I think we're so desperate to make that decision quickly, we forget how important it is just to let ourselves kind of marinate in it for a little while and percolate and play, percolate and play with it. Um, to either to come to either a really well rounded decision of yes, I'm going to launch that or I'm going to do that, or no, that really doesn't work for me. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yes, some ideas aren't immediate actions and there's nothing wrong with it sitting in your Trello board or your Asana board or in your notebook for six months. I mean, you can have an idea that you actively decide to defer for a little while. So you've nailed it on the head there. I think sometimes that comes from, I don't know what you think about this, but I think it comes from a lot of the time in business we hear, and I say it a lot myself, so I'm, I'm guilty of saying this too, but there's a lot of stuff and content and talk and chatter out there about just taking action just take action take action even if it's um messy action and I say that a lot too um but I think because I think it's almost drilled into us to do that so yeah people have an idea and they feel that they have to just take action on it all the time and that's not necessarily the case so like when I say take in take action even if it's messy action I still say there's got to be a strategy behind that action. Like you need to either be making it at the end of that, whatever thing you're doing, you need to make a decision at the end of that. So that's that, that whole decision thing again. So, um, you know, if it's say someone and they're, you know, I don't know, let's say they're really challenged around doing Facebook lives and I'll be like, pick five topics and go live for 10 minutes and just take action on it. They're like, what if no one listens? And I'm like, someone's going to listen to one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Someone's going to listen to one of them. So at the end of that, you're going to know which topics your audience really want, like to hear from you about, that they like to engage with you around at the end of those five live streams. Yeah. You're going to have a couple there that are going to stand out to you and there's going to be a couple that tank and then you can go, okay, well, you know, maybe I won't create more content around that and I'll move forward with content around these these items that they did like. So there's still, it's action, but there's still strategy behind the action. Yeah. And Instead of just taking action on everything. 
I think it's it's taking the right action. Yeah. And yeah. when you say you've got to take action, but you've got to create the strategy around that, if we step backwards in our plan of idea to achievement, take action is the final step. The one before that was creating a plan and a goal yeah. and the decision. So yeah. yes, we are taking action and we're taking the right action based on the yeah. decisions that we've made on our capacity and progress. Is it going to make progress? But look, it's a learning curve. So yeah. if that person does that, those five lives, whatever they learn from that, positive or negative, it's still valuable because yeah. next time round, they can make better decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think there's, there's a lot of chatter around just taking action all the time. And I think mm. that we need to sit back and be more pragmatic sometimes about, yes, we need to take action as in action versus inaction. Action's always going to be better, but you don't have to take action on everything. So when you've got a hundred ideas, you don't have to take action on all hundred. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, as idea decision, what's the next one after that? Uh, goal. Goals. So we okay. create a goal. Yeah. And if we want to really, really simplify that, it is just what is your desired outcome from this idea? Yeah. It doesn't so have to be a big manner thing. It's just no. what do you want to happen? That's right. Yeah. And having, you know, I mean, I can go into depth about, you know, the the right ways to goal set and to formulate a, a nice goal. But honestly, just understanding what the outcome you want to achieve is going to give you enough clarity to help you move forward, which is what we want. You know, we yep. want to keep things simple and we want to know what our next step is. Yep. Um, often that's where we get caught. We don't know what to do next. So let's simplify that and say, what's your desired outcome? What would you like to see out of this idea? So if you said to yourself, oh, I've got a really awesome idea for a lead magnet, or I've got an awesome idea for a social media post or something, what we want to do is say, okay, what is our desired outcome from this? So we want to have a lead magnet planned, designed, created by this date, and that's what our desired outcome is. And, look, I'm a huge fan of writing down that goal. If it's something little, you don't need to worry about it, but if it's, you know, quite a, a reasonably significant project, yes, by all means, write it down and stick it on your wall in front of your computer so that you've got eyes on it all the time so that you know that you are constantly progressing. Yeah. But that's, that's it. Let's keep that one simple. What's your desired outcome? Yeah. Because the next step is creating a plan for that. Yeah. Again, this is where a lot of people get stuck because they don't create a nice, easy step-by-step -step plan of action to um, to guide them with what they need to do next. And often I find a very common problem whenever I'm doing, you know, market research uh, sur surveys or trying to ask people for feedback, often it could be they don't have the confidence to set this idea in motion. Yeah. And sometimes it's not about having confidence. It's about knowing your next step and just being able to summon enough courage just to take that first next step yeah. and then the next step. So if you create a plan for yourself, then you know what your next step is. It's always about knowing what your next step is. Yeah. And sometimes too I find, and I see this a lot with my clients as well, is that it's like 
they've got the idea, they've made the decision, they're going to run with it, they've got the goal. And sometimes this is unconscious behaviour, like they've just got to this point and they're at the point of planning and that's when it's like, I don't know what I don't know. Like I don't know. Some of them are just like, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know what those steps are. So in that case, sometimes that's where you need to go, do I need to, you know, engage a professional to help me figure this out or, you know, is that one of the steps in the plan? Because you don't have to know it all yourself either. That's exactly right. And yeah. if it's something where, you know, you don't need to engage in somebody else about it, that's where business buddies come in handy. Yeah. You just bounce the ideas off them. You know, if you've got yeah. a trusted a trusted friend who's not going to pinch your ideas, because I know that's a big fear of a lot of people, um, just bounce the ideas off them or you know, your coach or something like that. Someone, even, you know, your members can just come to you and say, hey, Stacey, what do I do next? You know, and they can just ask you. But um, yes, if it is a complex project and you need outside help, if it's way over your head, then you can, you can just sit and think, well, is this overwhelming me because I've taken on too big a project? Do I need to break it down? Or is it just outside of your skill set? Do you need to um, engage in a professional to yep. help you formulate that strategy or it depends whether you need a strategy or a plan, yep. you know, so, yep. um, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, cool. So we've got idea, decision, goal, plan, and then what was the fifth one? Taking action. Take action. Taking yes. the right action. Yes. And, <laughs> and I, I, I love, and I guess that's what I was trying to get at before was it's important to take the action but take it in the right part of the process. And not to mistake taking action, like not just to just doing take it action. Really yeah, no, 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 don't just take action for the sake of it, you know. It's, it's important that it's in the right part of that process. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. I mean, that's, that's our last and final step if we take action. Like all the rest is great, but if we don't take action, nothing happens and we yeah. don't move forward. So, yeah, absolutely. Take, just, just do it. create your plan and do it (laughs) and that's the thing is like once you've got that plan then it's just a matter of this is what I have to do so you know let's say I don't know maybe someone might want to overhaul their website so you know if they're not maybe they need to then part of that plan is get some more graphics done or go and get another brand shoot tape done of themselves or their products or whatever maybe they need to you know engage a professional to help them with you know some of the aspects on it or maybe they can do it themselves like then you can start systematically going through all of those steps to get it to happen. That's right. And you can always brainstorm your plan as well. You don't have to be able to say next step, next step, next step and write it out like that. You can brainstorm it. I mean, if you create a nice mind map where you just go, okay, well, I've got to do this then I've got to do that. You could jump all over the place with all these different things you've got to do and that's fine. Just do that brain dump and then you can um, organize it later into your step-by-step. So don't, you know, panic yourself on having to, create this perfect plan. I mean, plans change. Yes. You know, that you can add to them, you can change them. So, you know, don't feel overwhelmed by that. Sometimes they change after the fact and during the fact, like the, you know, the amount of times I've launched a course and, you know, midway through the first time I've run it, I'm going, "Hmm, no, this is not working the way it is. And then you reevaluate and, you, you know, plans don't have to be set in stone. You can, I always say you need to allow bend and flex. Yep. In everything that you do. Yep. And learning is all a part of progress and success. Yep, definitely. You know, so don't be afraid to. And all the successful people, 
everything that they do in their business, their services, their courses, their programs, their product, it all continues to evolve. There's no point in time where you're not evolving. Yes. Like everything you do is always evolving and always refining and getting better and changing. So you're never going to have something that's just like, there it is, it's perfect the way it is and you don't touch it anymore. You're always going to be always going to be refining it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I won't say it, but you know, this year has been a great example of how we have no control over some things and we've got to change the plan to plan B, C, D, E. (laughs) All the alphabet, all the alphabet. Um, So I guess guess, like this, this is something I'd kind of like to ask your opinion on, I guess. And I get this a lot. Um, from people is particularly because I teach people how to build their own online courses and I'll talk to people and they'll be like, I've got this idea. And sometimes I'll talk to them and I'll say, I don't know that you're ready to do my program yet. Or I don't know that you're ready to, to do the mentorship. Cause I, I'm not sure that you're, you're still playing with the idea. I think you need to go away and play with your idea a bit more, do a bit more market research might give them a few things that I think they should go away and either think about, do research, whatever, and then I'll come back to me and we'll have another chat about it. Right. Um, and they'll say, um, they might say to me, I feel like I really need to move on this quickly because if I don't do it, someone else is going to. And there's this fear around if you don't take action on the ideas, someone else is going to do it before you and they're going to come in and sweep up the whole market and then there'll be no clients left to purchase that thing or buy that thing or do that thing that you put out. What do you say to that? Okay. I think that in that instance, they're not percolating that idea enough and there is the risk that they will jump on the idea and take action too quickly leading to the project not being um, implemented as well as they would have liked it to. So the question we'd want to ask with that is, would you rather do it now poorly or would you like to just take that risk and formulate a proper plan and let it percolate a little bit to in order to reduce our risk in, um, you know, implementing this idea poorly. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things where we've got risk either way. Either we risk implementing this idea poorly or we risk um, doing the idea well, but someone else may come and do it. But in reality everything that you're doing is probably already being done by somebody else anyway. So I feel that it's just um, a bit of adrenaline or something yeah. with with this idea excitement, idea euphoria, we'll yeah, call yes, it, yeah. uh, where they are skipping that decision-making stage and that decision-making stage is do they have the capacity to do it? Is it making them progress? Are they ready? Do they have the skill? Um, and they're not letting it percolate as you say. So that would be my advice to them is assess where they would prefer to have their risk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and on the flip side, I see it a lot where people go, I've got this idea that I'd really love to do, but someone else is already doing it. So will I be able to sell it? 
And both of those situations, it's a real mindset thing. Like I think both of those, in both of those um, comments or statements, and if you're listening out there and you've ever said that about one of your own ideas, is it's a coming from a place of lack mm. is, and fear that you're wanting to either do it quickly for fear that someone else is going to do it before you or you're not going to do it out of fear because someone else is already doing it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, there's not really many original ideas. Like we've all got our ideas from something, someone else that we've seen or heard or done or whatever, even though it's not necessarily like you've just stolen one exact idea, but like, you know, like my membership, the way I put mine together, it's a whole bunch of things that I've seen and experienced myself in other places but I've put it together in my own format. That's right. But essentially all of those little aspects, they're not original ideas. No, that's right. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's two things I'd love to address there. And one of them is that if you've got two ideas, one that nobody's done before and you're afraid that someone else will take the idea, um, if you're implementing an idea that someone has already done, Market research done, you know that it works. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so there you is. You can shortcut that, you know it works. Yeah. It's proven to work because someone's already selling it. That's right. But you're also, take a look at you and I, for instance. We both have a podcast and we both have a membership. So there's two ideas that, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Oh, I'm going to have a membership. But you and I are both completely different people that bring different amazing things to the table and you can have one person that could be members and listeners of both of our membership and podcasts but Mm. we do it so differently and have our own element so even if somebody's doing it it is highly likely that you won't be doing it the exact same way as them anyway you 100% will not be doing it the same way because you're the only person that is like yourself and you will attract people that want what you have to offer. And I'm a firm believer that the only thing that people buy that is, that's different is you and your brand because there's heaps of people that sell skincare. There's heaps of people that sell social media. There's heaps of people that do business consulting. There's heaps of people with memberships and courses and all sorts of stuff. And the thing that they buy that is different is you and your brand and what your brand offers them. Absolutely agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, just, there is only one you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's important to know that like when you're conceptualizing an idea and deciding whether you're going to run with it, you will come across in your market research or whatever that someone else potentially has the same product service course offer that what you do and that's okay because you're going to do it your way and have the confidence and the strength just to know that you've, you have something really valuable to offer your audience. Exactly. And you could have two similar things and there will be people, your people who will want it from you and nobody else. Yep. So trust in your uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) That's cool. Well, that's been so, that's been really great. Like I think that, you know, idea generation and then putting it into practice and making something of it is something that a lot of people do 
kind of robotic, not robotically, but like without thinking, like it's just, there's no structure to it. And sometimes these processes, um, it's hard for us to tangibly put a structure on it. So I love that you've got that like five-step system to helping people go, here's a really cool idea. This is what I would need to do to get it off the ground and, and decide whether or not make that decision, make that plan and, and really run with it. So thank you so much for sharing that with all of us today. Um, where can people find you, Michelle, to connect with you? I am an Instagram addict. So yep. I'm always there. Yep. <laughs> uh, laptops underscore and underscore lattes is my handle. But I am also always hanging around in the Laptops and Lattes community, which is a Facebook group. Um, it's just called La- Laptops and Lattes Community and it's free to join. So if anybody wants to come and find more about me or have a chat to me about all of their awesome ideas, that's where they can find me. Cool. And the links to all of that will be in the show notes for today's episode as well. So you can all find... Uh, Michelle, check out what she's got going on. I know you've got like cool workshops that you do regularly and always cool stuff going on in your Facebook group. I love being part of your Facebook group as well. You have great guests in there and um, yeah, it's a really, really, really great community, which, you know, I think the vibe in that group is absolutely a hundred percent a testament and a reflection of you and your vibe because you're such (laughs) a giving nice, like, I don't know. Whenever I think about you, I always think you're just like, I don't know, it's just you're full of light. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Don't make me cry. <laughs> oh, always, I know, but you're always so happy and, and I, like I love listening to your podcast because your voice is really soothing. Oh. <laughs> I can listen to you all day, every day. I and have been I, told that before. I've been oh, told you? off for putting them to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I should be like a yoga teacher or a meditation teacher or something. Do, do you know, it's so funny. I was actually listening to one of your podcasts and I was loving the content, but I was sitting on the couch and your voice was so soothing. I started to really relax and I'm like, this isn't boring. Why, why am I starting to fall asleep? And it wasn't, I think it was just because your voice was so soothing. It was relaxing me. But oh, maybe I, get I that. need to change my voice or something. No, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> but I, like when I'm in your Facebook group, I, you're, you know, you've really rallied people that are like you and have those values, which is really oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. That's really lovely of you to say. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Michelle. It's been great talking to you. Thank you for having me, Stacey. It's been a real honour. No worries. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.